Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. Thanks for joining me on this journey and welcome to the Journey with Jenny podcast, where we hit all the topics that help and encourage you on this journey of life. Everything from health to mindset to business to finances, anything that helps you and makes your life better, we cover it all. So tonight's topic I am really excited about because this is so awesome. It is how to find time for health. And so this is great because you can have these health goals and you can have all these things that you want to do, but if you don't make the time, if you don't carve that time out in your schedule, then chances are, I kind of doubt you're actually going to accomplish those goals that you've set out. So this is going to be a really great episode and I'm excited because I'm not doing it by myself. I have an awesome guest tonight and let me introduce him. His name is Joe Perone and Joe is a strategist who helps business owners reclaim their time freedom. He believes that your business should run itself. It shouldn't run you into the ground. I love that. Joe has been helping his clients find full enjoyment in everything that they create and do it without burning out. Joe, an entrepreneur himself, owns and operates two successful automotive repair shops. He does it on about six hours per week. Joe's favorite way to invest his reclaimed time is by building strong relationships with his wife, his two young children, his two young sons, and his network and his friends. So please help me in welcoming Joe Perone. Jenny, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing tonight? Wonderful, wonderful. Thanks for having me. Awesome. I am so glad you're here. And I think this is just going to be such a beneficial conversation to people because I feel like this is a key area where a lot of people struggle in in both areas, in their health and also in time management, right? (laughs) It it certainly certainly is, Jenny. And, And with all you know the situation that we're in the world right now you know it's not it's not getting any easier so you know what a perfect time to have this conversation and i'm so glad to be here i agree well thank you for agreeing to come on and so why don't we start off with who are you and and let our audience know like why are you passionate about helping people and specifically entrepreneurs be able to carve out more time for their lives what what is your driver my driver is the, you know, the story of, of burnout that I went through and it, what, what came before, during and after that, that period of time for me was, was an eye opener for what I, I didn't want in my life, but I had attracted all of that in, you know, I had attracted, um, you know, poor health habits. I had attracted, you know, you know, uh, burnout. And it was in the middle of a work day of, uh, my automotive business that I, I collapsed in the middle of a work day and it was anxiety. It was panic. It was dehydration. It was not getting enough sleep and all of these easy things that could have been very easily avoided, just added up in my, my stress level was high and I had hadn't set boundaries. Like I said, and it was truly in that moment when I'm in the emergency room and the doctor says, you know, you're going to have to be on antidepressants for the, for a long period of time. Maybe if, if not the rest of your life, because of the choices that you made. And, you know, I had recently gone through, uh, you know, with my brother, 10 years of him, you know, having a, a drug issue and addiction mm-hmm. because he had been prescribed opioids due to a car accident. So I saw what it did to, I saw what it did to my family. So I saw what it did to my brother and I wasn't going to choose an external fix for an internal problem, but I didn't know how to do it. Um, so where, where the passion comes from is it, they were simple things, Jenny. There were simple things that I, I could have done to avoid that, that painful experience for myself. So as I got myself from burnout to now I say burnout to freedom, Mm -hmm. 
it was the simple things that I practiced every day. And I, I if, if I could help one person avoid the pain that I went through mm-hmm. and the, the decisions that I had to really make, and I had to make them pretty quickly because yeah. if I wasn't going to go on antidepressants, and if I wasn't going to use that choice and that solution to this problem, well, I had to make a choice. So what, what are you going to do? You have to do something because everything in your life has, up to this point has led to this outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, if you keep going on that out, if you keep mm-hmm. going with that, the outcome is not going to change. Yeah. There, oh goodness, there's so many things I want to go back into and unpack. You hit on so like, so a couple of them I'll just throw out there. Just one going way back to the beginning of your story just um, even unpacking a little bit more of how you got to where you were, because I think that is really critical because a lot of entrepreneurs listening be like, oh yeah, okay, that's that's okay, but you don't really know my stress or you don't know what I'm dealing with or I've got X, Y, Z going on. And the amount of what you were dealing with, you don't need to necessarily go into like all of the details and all of everything, but it is amazing what you were doing with your business and how you were turning it around and or how you were working so hard in it. That led to that. And then also then... Another thing that you said that really stood out to me was the decisions that you made, you created that situation. And I think that is another thing we can dive into so critical that so many people are like, well, this is what I'm dealt in life. This is this is what's happening to me. This is just a situation I'm in and and acting like a victim and not having not feeling that we have the power to make a decision to get out of that um, as well. So those are two big things. And then just the whole, um, which isn't necessarily on the slate for tonight, just talking about just so many different crises that we're facing in this world or in the US um, and the opioid crisis is one of them. So that's a whole other topic. But, but going back to the beginning, like, can you unpack that a little bit more of on your entrepreneurial journey, how you were in that situation? Yeah. So it was, you know, we talk, you talk about health. That's your passion. My, my passion is, is time and where, where that intersected and how we, you know, we connected was, it was no boundaries. I hadn't, I had no boundaries and it was going so fast through life and through business. And, you know, I had this you know, I was, I was on it. I was on a, an interview the other day and I said it for the first time. And I said, I'm going to share that all the time is I had my, the ladder of success on the wrong building. The building that I had it on was the material. Let's get to the nice house. Let's get Mm -hmm. to the nice car. Let's get to the dollar amount and dollar figure in the bank. Let's get to the the materialism of Mm -hmm. all of it. And that was the building that I was building my life on. So when that's your, when that's the desired end result, you have to, have, first of all, you have to have money to, to go through your life. Money has to be in. It in, is necessary. In, yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the accumulation of it and the accumulation of stuff and things that we don't need at the expense of our health mm-hmm. and what we're actually putting our bodies through to get to these yeah. desired end results of materialism. Mm-hmm. That's I, that was what I was chasing. Yeah. It's how you define success, right? I mean, that's a great starting place is what is your definition of success? And like you said, are you willing to give up the things that you actually need to build that, like your health? <laughs> and, I, and I believe it, it's, give, it's, it's giving up, but it's re, everything is redefining what it is that you truly want. Yeah. So that was what I had to go through that process of. And, and for any, any business owner that's out there listening and, and would say, you know, th- this isn't me or this was a difference or this is all of us. This is, yeah. we, are, we are, you know, holding each other. This is all of us. This is the business mm-hmm. community because right. this, when we wake up in the morning, we're still, you know, we still have to put our, put our shoes on in the morning. We still have to put, yeah. you know, we, we all get up the same. It's all the same stuff. And, and we all have to face it. We At all the have end to of, kids breakfast yeah. in the morning. We're people. We're all people. We're, we're people. entrepreneurs, but we're people. <laughs> Correct. And it's making those daily choices that, and I was making all poor ones in my business. I, I chose to go way too fast and I allowed 
no boundaries. I didn't know how to say no. And, you know, I have since learned that no is a full sentence. Yes. 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 <laughs> I, you know, know it, it just made that completely. I, I feel like, I feel like everyone has that moment in their life when they realize that. And if, if you are listening and haven't yet, then maybe this is your moment where you will find that out. But I very clearly remember, yes, I, I mean, a, a book that helped me. I, I mean, I was the person that said yes to everything and I'll do that. I'll take it on. Like it, no matter how small it sounded or how big it sounded, like, sure, I can do that. I want to help. I'll do that. And having zero boundaries and just going through that process of understanding that boundaries are protection. And it's not a bad thing to say no. It's actually a good thing because like you were saying, what is your definition of success what are your abilities and the things that you can do well and put your efforts and energy and time in those things instead of just saying yes to everything that comes along. And as we sit, you know, as we sit clearly define these boundaries, we're now we're allowed to, you know, we've slowed down and we've gotten clear on, okay, what is success to us? What do we want to, you know, to do in our life? What do we want to be in our life? What do we want to see in our life? And, you know, the, one of the books that really uh, locked it in for me was the five regrets of the dying. That was mm-hmm. a, an amazing book. And we're going to get to the end of our lives someday. And it's going to be, did we wish we spent more time with our, with our friends and our family? Did we live a life that was true to our, to our values? And I forget the other three, but the these regrets that we'll have when those last days are here, like how did we live our lives? Did we live it for, you know, do we live it for the accumulation of stuff or do we live it to the service of other people? Right. And as we go through this business journey, we are only business professionals to serve other people. That's yes. the only reason we're here. Yes. To do this. Yep. Business isn't just the accumulation of, of money. If you're in business to accumulate money and wealth, it's going it's to be a, a, a sorry, sad journey. Yeah. But if you're in business to serve and serve really well, mm-hmm. you're going to be so successful and so wealthy because you're going to have wealth of connections. You're going to have wealth of love and trust and yeah. in, in, in these wonderful relationships that we've all built. You know, we, we mm-hmm. talked in our, in the pre-show about the, yeah. about the connections and our networking yes. and our groups and our, these people yep. that you can pay for this. This is, they're invaluable to us. Yeah. But when, when we're rushing through life and we're rushing through and we're just collecting and it's about mm-hmm. the accumulation it's and it's it's never going to make us happy. No, and and I love that about what you do now and what even what you put in your bio because now when you do that, like I'm jumping way to the end in the second thing we'll talk about like the how tos and stuff. But when you are able to accomplish that, you open up that time to spend with those people that really matter, the, the things that really do matter. And, and I love that because it's such a beautiful symbiotic relationship of, of that work and life and, and creating that time. So let me ask you, so, and maybe we, we did just kind of go into it, but like, so where do you start with someone? Like if, if someone is, so if I came to you and said, Joe, I'm dying here, like I, I, I need your help. Like, where do I even start? Where do you start with people? You know, it's really realizing the speed at which you're going through life mm. and, and life, business. You know, there's no such thing as work-life balance. It's life. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's it's slowing that down long enough to see where you're at. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm in, you know, in the automotive space for, for 25 years, but I, I like using the you you have the pedal to the floor going 100 miles an hour, but the, but you you didn't look down. And the gas light just went on, and you're about to go e. You're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that car that car could go as fast as you want it to go, but if you have no gas in the tank, you're not going anywhere. So mm-hmm. that's what most well, that's what happens with most business owners. It's just go 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 go, and they don't realize that the, the it's it's going to e, and that's that's when burnout occurs. Yeah. Right. So we want to see where you're at right now. We want to see what, what's going on in your world. And 
pulling pulling it all back for you and saying, okay, here's where you're at. Here's the outcomes. What are the outcomes right now that aren't the way that you designed them to be? Yeah. I and, think that, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. And it's it's just an important part place to start because mm-hmm. if if you're not in the outcome that you currently want, there has to be change. And that was one of the things that I had to learn was for anything were were to change, (laughs) it's me. Change, that's a bad word. (laughs) If anything was going to change in my life, I had to change. And boy, that that, slapped me in the face. And, you know, I couldn't blame my neighbor, couldn't blame my wife, couldn't blame, you know, my mother-in-law, couldn't blame, uh, (laughs) sorry, sorry, uh, to my mother-in-law if she's listening. (laughs) But no, it, don't blame her. <laughs> you can't, you can't blame. Yeah. You know, there was no, there was no room to blame anybody else but myself and, and change anything else but me. Yeah. So that's where we like to start with business or see what the outcomes are. What, where, what's the, what's the balance sheet look like right now? What's the balance mm-hmm. sheet of your life look like right now? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So, so that makes me think like, um, just kind of veering off a little bit and we'll come back to going further with that. But do you find with the people that come to you and the people that you work with um, that it typically has been this moment kind of like you had where they kind of just everything stops and they, they're they forced to make that decision and they're just like, oh, no, what do I do? Um, or is it more... Um, just people are starting to hear signs and like, oh yeah, maybe I should kind of stop and think about it. Like, um, where do you usually find what, at what point on that continuum are people actually coming to you for help? I love working with people that will, will do the work and show up as their honest, authentic self saying, you know what, there's possibilities out there that I can have the successful business that I want. I can have the su- successful life that I want. I can design this for myself and they're going to just be honest and do the work. So what I, what I mm-hmm. find is that moment when, you know, you, you have to change or you, there has to be some change. They've known this intuitively mm-hmm. for a long time, mm-hmm. but now, but now as they're seeing it and someone else is kind of, you know, helping them, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to walk in and say, Hey, you're, you're, you're doing this wrong. It's them. They're, they're realizing it, but just, they need to hear it. They need to say it. They need to just be in that open space. And I, I love just listening. I love just sitting there asking a question, hearing it. And almost before they finish answering, they answer their own question. And then they realize that they answer and the aha and the light bulb goes on. You know, there's a lot of, um, People mistake coaching for therapy. Coaching isn't therapy. Coaching's holding holding space with people because right. these are the things that you don't talk about to your best friend. These yes. are the things that you don't talk about to your networking group. These mm-hmm. are the things that you don't talk to to your relatives. Mm-hmm. And that's why coaching is so important because that is the space where yeah. you do talk about this stuff. You do have that safe space where there's no judgment. There's no nobody's going to slap you on the wrist. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and no, there, it's, there's no, it's, it just is. Yeah. And, and I love that too, because I think too, you're right. It's not talked about. It's not a normal thing that just comes up in conversation. And um, unless you're in a situation like that or in some amazing group, you know, networking group that does talk about those types of things, I, I feel like you reach a certain point in your life or a certain age and it's just like, okay you're not dreaming's done. You like you, you set your goal, you set your course in life and this is where I'm going. And at what point do you stop and turn and say, wait, what are my dreams? What do I really want to be doing? And I also feel like it, it kind of goes with um, the way that we're taught in school and especially um, entrepreneurs may or may not be having come through business classes or business school, but regardless of what schooling you've had, it's not taught just the dream big. And it's just like, do this, do the courses, get the job, go to the next thing. And so I feel like that shift of really, wait, I really am in the driver's seat here. What are my dreams? What can I do to get back on that path? I think is so critical because I think we just start, you know, 
getting a job, paying the bills, you know, start our business, do the next thing and never like pull our head up out of the sand and be like, wait a minute, what, what, what's this world look like around me and where do I really want to be? And, and it's so true because most, most of the time what we're seeing in our, and it's truly our influence. It's what, what influences us. And I, you know, I remember us talking about, you know, you're you saying, telling me about the foods. Like we, we had a really good conversation about the yeah. foods that we eat and it's where, what are our inputs? Mm-hmm. And it's typically it's television, it's movies, it's, you know, the, the news, it's media. And we're, we're constantly being sold to. Yeah. You know, Bright light went on in my head when I finally realized it's like we're being everything you do, everything you you're being sold to. Yes. You yes. don't have to accept yes. it. You could refuse the package. You mm-hmm. could say, "No, no, I'm 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 I, I'm, I'm doing my yes. thing." Yeah. You know, it was entertaining, but I'm good. <laughs> yep. Or it's so true. You can choose. Oh, I'm 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 you know I'm not good enough unless I drive that type of car. I'm not good enough if I don't have that type of house. And I'm not good, you know, we're constantly being told that we're not enough. Right. So we're always searching for what how how can I be enough? How can I how can I make my life better? You could just be, you could just be better. You could just be the person that you want to be and select that life that you truly want. And it could be done mm-hmm. at any age. It could be done yeah. at any time. And you talked about dreaming. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, you know, m- most times and people that I, I worked with a gentleman and he stopped dreaming at six years old. Oh, and wow. he was 62 years old. Gosh, that's he, so hadn't dreamed, he hadn't dreamed in 56 years. Wow. Because he was he was told that he couldn't do something, and his parents told them that this was not this is not something that you you can do. Wow. He was told so and, and that happens a lot. You know, I, I often talk to clients about you know what their dreams are, and, and, and sometimes you get like this blank stare. Dreaming has been taken completely out of our, our conversations. If you're dreaming, stop daydreaming. Like it's in yeah. our, get your head out of the clouds. It's just how we speak and how yeah. our, our language has evolved. Um, so I encourage people to start dreaming. Uh, start start thinking about different options. Um, I had a client that didn't like a certain type of food. Hmm. And it was because his parents didn't like that type of food. Yeah. And his, you know, his sister didn't like that type of food. So he was, you know, he would get into these social circles where, hey, let's go, let, let's go to this restaurant. He's like, oh, I, don't, I don't, I don't do that. I don't, I don't need that. that. <laughs> and it was, but it was affecting him. Yeah. And he, and he secretly wanted to, to try, but he'd been programmed. Wow. Imagine that. Imagine wow. that being a, a certain type of cuisine or trying wow. something new and being afraid, just fear. Yeah. fear. It was literally like childlike fear wow. of a of a shadow. That's that's the type, you know, you're you're working with these people. It was yep. going down to that place of fear and it was mm-hmm. the unknown. So as you know, work with people and work with clients, and I'm sure that you, you found this to be true too. It's pulling them out and getting them to say, yes. I could take full ownership of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I could take full ownership of my health. Yes. And and Joe, I could take full ownership of my time. Mm-hmm. 100%. It's amazing what, yes, what you can accomplish. I love that when you give yourself that full ownership. And I mean, it just everything that you were saying was just speaking to my soul. I mean, just the whole I just did a podcast on mindset, just the the foundational effects that that has on absolutely everything you do. And obviously, my take, you know, with with health, obviously, you know, try to get those health goals. If you keep telling yourself, 
I only like the fried food. I'm fat. I'm ugly. You know, like how far are you going to get in your goals if you keep telling you it's impossible? I can never lose weight. Like if you keep telling yourself that, like, yeah, then that's probably, I don't eat the vegetables. I don't like those. I don't like green things. Like, why would you keep telling yourself that? And the power of the mindset is so important. I completely agree. And um, I am looking forward to continuing this conversation after the break because we have so much more to dive into. We talked a lot about the foundational sets and and where we start. And we're going to dive even deeper and go even further in what that looks like. What can we really do to be able to prioritize our time and create the time for our health. So you are listening to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or listening to Journey with Jenny podcast. And I'm Jenny and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and the Journey with Jenny podcast. I'm Jenny, and we have been discussing creating time freedom specifically for being able to fit in your health goals that you have. And really, you can fit in any goals that you want. And I have guest Joe Perone with me, and we were just discussing so much over the break, and um, we're just going to get really practical now in this second segment. And um, Joe, take it away. Tell us, like, we talked about the foundation. Where do we start now? What do we do? What does this look like? So in the in the five keys to time freedom, that will be a free giveaway uh, for your listeners, Jenny. Awesome. I, talk about, I talk about um, doing less. And this is from uh, Greg McCune, who's, uh, who wrote Essentialism. And it's, it's a, you know, it's something he took from somewhere, but it's, it's do less, but better. So the things that we're doing, um, you know, how I like to, to lead my clients towards is create uh, simply just, just take a little notebook here, dime store notebook, a pen, a pen and a paper, right? We are given 24 hours in a day. When you wake up, it's blank. Okay. What are you doing in that day currently? Are you asking me personally? You want no, me to answer? Just, what, what are you doing in that day currently? I wanted to give a little, a little pause for dramatic effect. Gotcha. <laughs> we don't want everyone to hear my answers. Audience, you put in your answers here. <laughs> yeah. And so go, we'll, we'll, we'll toggle back then and now for me quickly, but it was then was you know, kind of wake up, check emails, check, you know, check the sports scores from the night before and start, start my day in social media and just get aggravated about whatever the grievance is that day on social media or news or whatever, whatever garbage is going on. Right. That was, that was the old day. Right. So what I found was if I started my day in that lane i'm in fear i'm starting my day in fear in worry and that was not the right place to start my day right so what i did find was the opposite of fear is gratitude so when i'm in gratitude and this is why people say oh grat oh gratitude journal i'm going to write my gratitude journal they say it very like oh it's woo woo and you cannot be in fear and in a state of gratitude at the same time it's impossible So try it. Just do it. It'll work. I love that. What I'll write down in this little guy is three things that I'm grateful for. Usually it's the same three things. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes I'll keep a running list. Sometimes I won't. But pick three things that you're grateful for. And just simply take one minute on each thing that you write. And just meditate on it. Meditating is just simply thinking about that one thing and nothing else for that one minute. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all it is. It's not, you know, it could be this. It could be this. It's, it's whatever, whatever will allow you to sit in that one thing. That's meditation. 
and meditate on that one thing and then go to the next thing. And notice that's three minutes to start your day. I have another exercise for gratitude that I love to do. And it's, and it's the same three minutes, but it's when I open my eyes, what are, how, how many things can I be grateful for in three minutes? And I like speed round it. So if I want to switch it up a little bit, uh, that's fun. I'll, I'll set the timer. I won't, I won't even move my head off the pillow. I'll kind of just do a, like a three, like Alexa set a three minute timer or Google set a three minute timer to the, to the timer on the side, the side table. And for that three minutes, I will meditate on as many things and just, just bring in all that gratitude for all these things. And it's my eyesight. It's my, you know, my ability to have a business. It's my ability to, you know, spend time with my, my kids or, um, you know, you know, have, have a great coffee to drink in the morning, like simple, simple, stay, stay like so granular, simple, because when you can appreciate the little things in life, when you can appreciate those things, they are, they turn into big things. Yeah. They turn into experiences. They turn into how you experience and go through life. So I, I could spend all day talking about gratitude, but I won't, but if you try, if you, that first three minutes, stay in gratitude. Hmm. Um, what I, what I like to do next is I'll, I'll intentionally think of someone today that I can help. Hmm. It could be anybody. If you're in business, it could be a client. It could be an employee. It could be your business partner. It could be, um, you know, a networking connection. Who, let's, who's somebody that I could focus on today and do just do something mm-hmm. or reach out to them today and i'll and i'll write i'll write their name down from there i go through anything that i've committed to for today so i'll look at i'll look at my google calendar i'll say okay i got i have this this and this today i'll I'll put those in the calendar the old the old way was just go through the day just Hmm. let let the day take you where where it wants to take you and we have those two options every single day yeah Am I going to wake up and I'm going to own this day? Or am I going to wake up and let the day own me? And that's where we talk about, you know, does your business run you or you run your business? Yeah. Right. So it's, it, yeah. it's going back to our last segment is do we take, are we taking ownership? And we must yeah. take ownership. Yes. So when you take that, that, that powerful blank piece of paper, now you're in creation mode. You're creating mm-hmm. a miracle for yourself. You're creating a day. Mm-hmm. Given these hours. You're given this day. Now, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Not what is it going to do with you? Right. <clears throat> and I love to rehearse my day. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> as I go through the commitments, um, you know, you we we have all, we all have those entrepreneurial days that challenge us. <laughs> yeah, had some. Uh, you know, we we switched. Uh, we switched some major service providers for us in the last uh, couple months and it was difficult. And we had a meeting last Monday and it was, uh, it was a little bit difficult, but when, when I was in, instead of going into the day runs me and into mm-hmm. that mode, I, I meditated on what did I want to happen? Mm-hmm. What did I want? We, we, we switched service providers. We knew that this new service provider is going to give us better service than the last one. So it was going to, in the end, make our life better, but it was painful mm-hmm. to go through the process. Mm-hmm. So what did I expect to happen? So as we go through the, that expectation and we rehearse, what what would be the ideal outcome from this? And I did that, Jenny, and I spoke that into existence, talked to my business partner, and everything that day, that meeting, went exactly how I envisioned it. It was easier than it needed to be. It actually, it was actually easier than I thought I even imagined it to be. Yeah. And it was something that was an uncomfortable thing that we both had to do. Yeah. Uncomfortable phone calls. And there was a lot of things that had to happen. You know, we're business owners. Mm -hmm. There's, we have to make decisions. We have to, you know, does the business own you or do you own your business? Do you just allow your service providers to tell you or do you, do you own it? Yeah. 
I love it. Oh man, you hit so many amazing things. And those of you listening, just replay that and listen to that again. Like that was absolutely amazing. So many things stood out to me. Um, and what you were just talking about, the power of keeping the end in mind and just the overall power of vision. And it makes me think of um, you know, the Olympics are coming up and just just I remember the first time I saw that uh, several years ago and the skiers are standing there and you can't really see their faces at all, you know, in their helmets and stuff. But before their run and they're like turning their body and stuff and they're they're doing vision of the run and they they know exactly how it's going to go. And and it's the same thing with our life and with our business and whatever goals we have. What is that vision that we have? And I love that you said that it was still difficult. You still had tough phone calls to make. You still had to do all the things of your business. It's not like that changed, but it was the way that you approached it and the attitude that you took when you were doing those hard things. Are you going to be frustrated by them or are you going to just go in like a conqueror and be like, okay, this is, you know, I know this is our goal. It might be, you know, go like this to get there, but we're going to go through it and we're going to end up with the vision that we have set out. And I just, I think that's a really powerful picture of the power of vision and just keeping the end in mind. And it's that way with, with any project you do, right? Where do you want to be? And that's how way we started this, our whole conversation like, where are you now and where do you want to be? What are your dreams? And then work backwards and like, okay, then what do we need to do to accomplish that and be able to get there? And, and the other thing that stood out to me too is how you react to it, how you, how you see that situation. And the thing that's really uh, been working on me lately, like, um, I don't know if you're uh, familiar with, um, Dr. Shad Helmstetter, but he talks a lot about um, <clears throat> what to say when you talk to yourself and, and all that research with self-talk. And um, it's funny because I, I shared a couple of different things and one of them was on traffic and and that. And I'm like, ooh, this is speaking to me. So I have to say, like, I've been focusing on that. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the car. There's traffic is how I react to it. And I'm in, I'm in control of that reaction. So it's the same thing with with our our time goals it's the same thing with our eating goals with our health goals whatever it is it's still that vision piece and then how we react to whatever comes up in that journey it's so true and an attitude how, how we approach anything that we'll, we'll do throughout that day it goes back to that that victim or victor mindset right yeah is it, what happens to me or how I, what was, what's my attitude about it? Yeah. And, and you're so spot on Jenny. And I just, I just love that. And that's, that's part of how we create this day. That's that we want to do. And what, what I, I coach my clients to do, what, what we work on, what I do, I do myself is that if there's anything, anything, anything in my day, in my week, there's something I do not like to do. I did not I, like, I dread it doing this i pull that sucker apart <laughs> i pull that apart because somewhere along the line i either didn't set a boundary mm. my attitude's terrible about it or it's something somebody else could have did mm. yeah and it could have been somebody else's priority and that comes back to boundaries somebody else's priority somebody yeah. else priority is not your problem. Yeah. Yeah. Until it is until you drop that boundary and you accept that. Yeah. And it goes against your values. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time it's really changing your attitude towards it. That's what mm -hmm. I found. Um, I had a, a big shift with, with work, even though I'm a business owner who would still say I'm going to work. Mm. And I had these you know, we talk about self-talk and I had these yes. negative, negative words about work. Mm -hmm. You know, my father worked 60, 70 hours a week. When I burned out, I was working 60, 70 hours a week, would come home, do the, do all the social media, do, do the website, mm -hmm. update, all that stuff. And the, the word work was, a, was a negative word for me. Mm. And it wasn't until I went through um, one of my early coaches uh, went through the passion test. I don't know if you know that 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 book, the passion test. No, that's was, another new one. And that was that was a process that showed me 
what I what I love to do about what I did. Hmm. And the and it, I I dissected that and went so far into like going into my business that I knew exactly what I was there to do. Hmm. And what I found was I loved the customer service piece of it. We have an we have an auto body and auto repair shop. People come in after a breakdown. They're very stressed. It's very you know other than medical. Other than a medical emergency, having something happen to your car that gets you everything. Talk about that's, traffic. That's super you know? stressful. <laughs> it's stressful. Changes and, your life. <laughs> and it wasn't until my coach and she she became our, our marketing person. She sat in on it. She sat in our office one day. She just sat in there with a notepad and was just taking notes. I thought it was kind of weird, but it, it, a lot of gold came out of it. And she said, Joe, out of everything I saw today, you help customers relax after their car accidents. Wow. So that was my new go-to thing. Hmm. I'm helping. I, I, my purpose of driving in that traffic, going over the Q bridge. If, if you're in 90, I-95 in Connecticut, you know. Yeah. <laughs> on I-95 anywhere in the country. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. You know. <laughs> Right, and go go there, and in that traffic, and come home in that traffic. I was my purpose of going there was to serve other people, help them, and most importantly, calm their nerves, help them relax. And that actually turned into our slogan for our body shop: was "Relax, it was an accident." And we don't say that tongue in cheek. We say that because that's what we we tell people what we do. Yeah. And we, everybody rallied around that thing. So even in our, our, our systems and our company to make decisions, will this help a customer relax? Mm. Wow. Will be in service to this customer. And when we changed that, the word work just went away. And now my son asked me um, one day, Dad, what what are you doing today? I said, I'm going to help people. He's like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Really? I love that. And that's so powerful. And again, I feel like that also goes back to the boundaries conversation because it's working within your gifts and what where you are gifted. And then it doesn't feel like a burden when you're doing that. And then I thought you were also going to add in because the first thing I thought when you started talking about that was changing the talk to is like, I get to. Instead of I have to, I get to whatever it is that's in your business or in your day or whatever, you know, I get to serve people. I get to help people. I get to do these things. And it's again, I think that also puts you in the the ownership and responsibility role instead of victim role. I have to do this. Someone else out there is pulling the strings as opposed to I get to do this. So I think that's that's really powerful. Um so so let's keep going with very practical steps. And so I know that you wrote a short PDF called The Five Keys to Time Freedom um, that will take even the most stressed or overwhelmed business owners like, you know, 20 minutes to complete. So can you highlight one of the keys uh, for our listeners or if you want to go over, you know, a few more depending on the time that we have left um, to just even give even more practical things because um, we've given them so many things, even if you do one of the things that Joe has said, like this is so so powerful. Well, I already weaved in some of them. So it was the first one is slow down. The mm-hmm. second one's get clear. The third one is do less, do less, but better. The fourth one is scheduling time for ourselves. And this is why when we first met, I was like, oh, I love that you are the health, the health piece. Cause that was the part that I was missing yeah. so much of was the health piece. And that's but mm-hmm. still today is the most challenging thing that I work <laughs> so hard on. And I could tell you a really quick story about yes. you know, the, the time freedom guy, not having time to, to go walking. And <laughs> Ironic. My, my, my wife had asked me, well, you know, we are, our, our, our neighborhood is about a mile and a half around. So twice around is three miles which I didn't know was a 5k until my, my friend, that's a, a runner. You, you do a 5k every day. <laughs> but I, my wife asked me, she says, you know, do you want to go walking in the morning or in the afternoon? And I said, I don't have time. I got meetings. I got zooms. I got this, I got that. And I'm, I'm living the life that I really want to live. Like I, right. 
not much that I do. You know, there's nothing that I really do that I don't want to do. And I'm like, I don't have the time. And she goes, uh. that's BS. She said, you're the time freedom guy. You can make time for that. Snap. <laughs> you got no. called to the carpet. <laughs> that's right. So it was really, and what I did was I made it, I made an excuse. I made a story. We tell ourselves stories. Yep. We check, we got to check in, make sure, make sure they're not, they're, are they true? Are these stories true that we're telling mm. ourselves? So it was me not scheduling time for myself, scheduled every t- everything for everybody else. Yeah. It's all good stuff. Mm-hmm. We're helping people. We're, you know, you know, Jenny, we're helping people. They were doing, yeah. doing all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But just like when we're getting on a flight and they tell you to put your air mask on first. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because you, you need air to serve mm-hmm. somebody else. You have to be at your 100% self. Nobody wants you at 65%. Right. Nobody wants you at 80%. They want you at mm-hmm. 100%. They want you 100% of your time, your attention, your focus. They want you to be present with them, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we know the health benefits of eating right and walking and sleep. And, you know, we, we had a fun conversation about all those things that you yes. do. So, you know, that's yep. our last conversation on that. <laughs> but scheduling that time for ourselves yeah. And I have time that says free time, Joe's free time. It's in my calendar. I'll write it in this book. It'll be in my Google calendar. It'll be in our family calendar. This is free time. But I also have that time for my wife has a spot in that, that calendar. Mm-hmm. My kids Thursday, Thursday with my three-year-old. He comes, <laughs> to, my, he comes to the shop with me. We love we, it. We go have sushi at the at the sushi <laughs> place. He loves it. That's great. Everybody has a spot in that calendar. You are so important. Put yourself in that calendar first. Yeah. Schedule that time first. So that's number four key. And number five is, is that daily actions. What are those things that we can do every single day? And I love giving and gratitude. Those are my two, my two favorite words. And a lot of people think giving as in, you know, I got to take my wallet out. I got to give money. I got to, you know, Venmo or I got to do this charity or I get, that's great. That's good. You can give resources. You can, you know, pack up your boxes of stuff and give them. You can go buy people stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. What I think is better is now that you've found the time for yourself and you've, you've, you've backed off some of these commitments, you've backed off some of these things that you've obligated yourself and have created boundaries, um, you haven't established boundaries with, as you reclaim that time, now it's important to give that time to, to people that you know that you can help and you can serve and that need your attention, your Mm -hmm. focus. They need your presence. Yeah. And when you can do that without looking at your watch and looking at your phone and and checking the (laughs) iWatch, We've all done it, but yeah. it's so friggin' rude. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> so start giving. Giving is so important. And in the five keys, there's so many more examples of giving that doesn't cost you a dime. Um, there's there's a couple you know, short little stories in there, but it's it's really designed to just take action. If you could just say, yeah. "Hey, I want time," and I'll and I'll follow this PDF, you will have more time um, right after you read it. I love it. That is absolutely amazing. So powerful. And one thing that just came up really fast as I was thinking about that, and and I had been thinking about it, and then it really came up with exactly what you were just saying, was this is also a generational effect. Because especially for those of us that are parents, then our kids see this new way, like it's new to us. It's not necessarily new to them. It's what they know. And they see you prioritizing each other, you know, the, the parent relationship, prioritizing the relationship with the child and, and seeing that, um, that those priorities and boundaries set, which makes it just so much healthier for them. And I just think that's an amazing gift that you can give to them as well. So that's so, so powerful. So I have two things I'm going to ask you to do, even though you've just given us so much. Um, thank you for that. Um, can you, because I love that, um, we both, 
both read a lot, but you have read, like, you are always dropping all these books I've never heard of. I'm like, oh, I'm going to add that to my list. So can you give us two books that you recommend for us to read? And then also then share with us um, the giveaway that you had that um, you were so generous to offer to our audience. Uh, two books I would highly recommend. Uh, one of them is The Five Regrets of the Dying. That book I would read uh, when you order it on Amazon, order a, a couple box of tissues because it's not it's it's not a uh, it's not a fun read, but it will thinking with the end in mind, as we mm. talked about earlier, it will get you grounded in what what the reality of what it's going to be at the end. They're not you're not going to say, I wish I spent more time making money. I wish I spent more time in my business. I wish I spent more. time. No, it's going to be I wish I, I had those experiences with my family, with my friends. I wish I had close relationships. I wish I had built those close relationships. And, and Bronnie Ware describes it so brilliantly in her book, The, the Five Regrets of the Dying. Um, and a book that um, you know I'm, I'm reading again right now is Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's just, you know, it's one of those books that it's so, so actionable. It's so granular. It, mm -hmm. It's so like you could just, ah, it, it I love I, that. <laughs> it takes me so long. Yeah, it takes me so long to go through it because I I'll read two pages and I stop and I say, okay, where can I apply this? And uh, James talks about habit stacking, which is so important to time freedom. Um, a habit stack that I just did, kind of a success story on the walking was, you know, yeah. walking with my son in the stroller. I had to do some videos for my business, so I was like pushing yeah. the stroller getting some exercise, got Doing my son. Now I'm teaching him. I'm being a good dad. I'm showing these good health habits that, you know, I don't want Jenny to kick my butt over here. <laughs> you know, because I'm not doing the good health habits. Right? No, it's so, all in love. It's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the stack of, of three or four values that I have. And I just got a good exercise in, yeah. you know, it's so, that's so awesome. it's so important. And that's, that that's from that habit stacking that James talks about. And love it's, it. just, it's just so brilliant. So two great books. Yeah. Awesome. So how can people grab the giveaway that you have and how can people get in touch with you? So the, the five keys to time freedom is right on my website. You go to joeperone.biz and you can just put in the slash and it's five, the number five, and then keys, five keys. Um, and my website's joeperone.biz. Go on, go on the website. I got a pretty cool blog. I love posting uh, stuff on Facebook. So we have a, we have a, a time freedom warrior Facebook group and and I'm on LinkedIn and Instagram. And mostly you'll see pictures of what I love to do, which is either spending time with my children or my wife or our, you know, social life. So it's, it's, it's that, you know, ideal life that I've created and, and it might not be for everybody, but you know, it's, that's, that's what I'm creating. And, and I love to share that and give people some options and give them a little inspiration. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Joe. This has been absolutely wonderful. So helpful and eye-opening to all of our audience and um, just great actionable steps. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on with us tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was my pleasure, Jenny. Thanks for having me. Thanks. And thank you all for joining me on this journey of life. I am Jenny and you are listening to Journey with Jenny on SM Enlightenment Radio and the Journey with Jenny podcast. If you liked what you heard today and found it helpful, please subscribe to my podcast and leave a five-star review. And I'd be so grateful. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.